Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. So glad you're with us. I'm so thankful to be your host for this episode, Season 16, Episode 21, this new year, 2022, praying it is the best year by far of our lives for Jesus. So we're going to be looking at the Dead Sea Scrolls and what they tell us about the reliability of scriptural transmission. And we're using kind of as our base text, a textbook I use at Indiana Bible College called The Popular Handbook of Archaeology in the Bible by Holden and Geisler. And so let's get started. We're on page 43, be going into page 44 with that. Again, so glad you're here. Got some underlining here. in the book. So prior to the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, our earliest complete manuscript of the Old Testament was dated to the 11th century AD. That was Lenin Gradenzis. The more ancient Qumran manuscripts had a great impact on the scholarly world, verifying the validity and reliability of the Masoretic transmission tradition of the Masoretic text, on which we base our English Old Testament text. Some of the Qumran biblical text are dated hundreds of years before Christ and closely parallel the corresponding portions of the Masoretic text, which dates from 800 to 1000 AD. Even though the Masada finds as well from the 130s AD correspond to the Masoretic text as well, the differences found are only minuscule, do not alter the meaning of the text in any way. The Qumran manuscripts give much earlier evidence of the Old Testament text than anything previously known. The differences that do exist between the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Masoretic text are largely those of word order and spelling errors, being confined only to individual words and even letters. Overall agreement between the two texts is remarkable. It is amazing to note that though the text underwent hundreds of years of transmission, so little alteration was made. We did an episode recently about the meticulousness of the Masoretes, and even before that, even the time of Josephus really testifies to that. He said that they would rather die than alter one letter. And with the text being based in Jerusalem, but in synagogues all around the world, accurate transmission, copying, and then in the homes of the Israelites, and then being used as a school textbook everywhere there was a few uh, Jewish young men, like, you know, Jesus, when he was growing up, probably learned some, you know, how to read from it and this type thing. And uh, I know they said he'd never learned, but that meant he never had, you know, official rabbinical training. Um, just absolutely incredible the transmission of the text. And we're talking about days before the printing press, and that's the thing I constantly try to remind people. This was all copying. And so they had to come up with these incredible transmission practices. And there were pre-Masoretic practices as well. You know, before the Masoretes uh, came along, they were still um, copying the Bible, obviously. And those go by various names and... uh, We've gone through that as well in the course of the podcast. As a matter of fact, I was trying to look to see what the other uh, history of. 
So you had the Sophirum, meaning the scribes, and that was from the 5th to the 3rd century B.C.s. The Zugoth, meaning pairs of scribes, and this is from the 2nd to 1st centuries B.C. and by the 8200, the Tianium, the repeaters or teachers. I find that fascinating that teaching is repeating 500 A.D. So... There were classes of copying before the incredible accuracy of the Masoretic text. So I just want to say God bless you. We appreciate you listening every day, and thanks for supporting. This is your first time. Glad you're here. Any other time, we're so glad you're here as well. So keep sharing and praying, and leave us a five-star view. Subscribe. All helps. God bless. Talk with you later. Looking tomorrow at that famous Isaiah scroll. God willing. It may take a couple of podcasts to get through that. So, God bless. Bye-bye.